mostly existential. Uh, we're being recorded. Uh, I got a question about that. Yeah, it's, a, it's a podcast. It's uh, I, I didn't have to press the button. Oh, it's like making a movie. You have to press the button to, to order to film something. It's it. like radio, but not. Yeah, that sounds like something for the DP. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> something you did. Yeah, you to someone else to do. You didn't know that's how it worked. <laughs> okay, so we have uh, this. We have the filmmaking team. Of all we have to do is kill one guy. A comedy play at the comedy film festival. We have Jason, who's the director, writer, and actor. We have Michael, who's the producer and editor, and we have Brian, who is the writer and one of the actors as well. So you guys uh, made this really funny film. I actually liked it a lot. Two suburban dads. Um, or stay at home and they want a side hustle and they want to do some assassin work right but of course the 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 con the, the gadget or the gimmick is that these guys are really not killers i guess they don't have it in their soul to be killers i guess right yeah yeah that sums it up very well yeah. and exactly there's, a, there's a conversation between the two of them and shenanigans take place and we in the audience laughs and we have a good time i guess right <laughs> yeah hopefully ideally they laugh yeah in yeah. theory. <laughs> so tell me about you guys getting together to make this film. Like who, who do you remember who came up with this idea when you guys first heard about it? Uh, who wants to start? You want to take that I'll one, Jay? I'll start. Go for Jay, it. Uh, this is um, Brian and I. Uh, Brian, do you remember what year? Can we, can we go back years? You know what? I, I, I'm going to say <laughs> this was... I'm going to say... Five years ago? I'd, I'd say about five, yeah. yeah five. I'm going to say five years ago. That's when we had our first sit down and hang out. Yeah. Brian yeah. happened to, we, we've been doing sketch comedy around each other for, I mean, probably about 20 years. And then, and then, and then Brian happened to move to my street. And so we kind of were like, he how can we street. not? I have a whole street that I, yeah. I bought. New Gray Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> he actually paved it himself. He paved he it with his dad. I did. Father-in-law. The city yeah. is on him like crazy right now. They're like, you can't do that. You can't pave this. <laughs> um, and we started to get together at a coffee shop in our neighborhood and started to write together. And we had this idea. And at first, um, I actually thought it was too close to Barry because Barry had just come out at the same time. And, and, it was it was because it was about assassins and it was a comedy about assassins and it was you know i thought it had the same tone as barry because I, I i really thought and we had talked about like making it funny but gruesome and you know there's, there's that element and i remember thinking like oh well, we can't we can't do that so i we tabled it for a little while and then a couple of years later and i do mean years because we were working on other stuff we written we wrote sketches we wrote other we had other ideas, we had other treatments, and I revisited that idea. I was like, you know what? I think this would be fun as a show. And then we started to develop the treatment and, and we thought, you know, a funny scene would be the, the intense moment where these two guys who've never killed someone before, but who have found their way to becoming assassins where they actually had to do it. And so we thought, we tried to imagine what that would be like. And yeah, and there we are. Yeah. Gotcha. And yeah, that, it's not the same tone as Barry. Barry is a little on the darker edge, I guess, right? It is. And and I mean, the, uh, the, the idea for the show itself does go into dark some dark places. Um, and this scene definitely leans more comedic. And I think it was just in the, in the inception of the idea. Yeah. 
that. Whereas like Barry, like I guess Barry Barry. knows what he's doing. The, the, the comedies right. that you guys don't know what you're doing, I guess, right? Right. So it became, that That was why we, we revisited it because a couple of seasons into Barry, I was like, this is nothing like this. He yeah. He's a professional. He know, He's trying to get out of it. Yeah. And these guys are trying to get into it. So that was yeah. where they're, they're, un, they're unwitting assassins. Yeah. yeah. Right. right. I think we were just hung up on the idea that it was about assassination and it was a comedy. And I think we were we were just kind of hung up. I was like, oh, this this something like this already exists, but it's not yeah. the same story at all. Yeah. Right. It's like yeah. that other show we had about that bar where Norm, this guy named Norm sat at the end. And we were like, we can't do right. this. Was, I think it was called Beers, right? Yeah, it was called you, just, beers. you just lost anybody who's under 40 with that with that joke. But you're talking about yeah, just... You're absolutely right. I can go on and on about taxi, too. So, But cheers. It's show from the 1980s, right? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then just to tie Michael into this, um, Michael and I went to high school together and we sat, I sat behind him because his last name's Duffy and mine's DeGray. And that's how we ultimately met. Cool. And we went to the And if same Brian college. was on, Brian's last name is Coffee. So if he went to the same school, you guys, all three of you guys would be together. I he would have been in the, he would have been in the room, but he would have been on the other side. Okay. Like, yeah. He would have been on the, on the first row and we he probably wouldn't have talked okay. to him. I, yeah, yeah. I would have had to throw paper airplanes with the notes in them. Right. <laughs> hey, come on, let's hang out. Come on. No, yeah, you're in no. the room. You row. The CO people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went to high school together. We went to the same college. We lived a block from each other. We made stuff in high school together. We've been together for quite a long time, and we and he came to me. Just being like, hey, um, I'm I'm not happy with what I'm doing, so let's create <laughs> something. And I was like, great. I don't know how to do all this stuff. I just <laughs> write it, and here's all this stuff. And he was like, okay, great. And then and then we picked a few different projects, and this seemed like the easiest one and the most fun one to shoot first. Right? Yeah, it was. It was the most straight. Yeah, it was the most straightforward. It was the easiest. Only... Took, took place in one place. Right. Yeah. And I thought I, I could certainly assemble a team of people, professionals who can get this done. And uh, yeah, like you said, basically, I, I'm totally I toil away regularly in the reality world, reality genre as an editor. And uh, that's um, soulless. And so are you allowed to say and, that, though? Like they, you still want to be hired, though, right? I think they all know that. I think we all know that. <laughs> Yeah, I've never met someone who worked in reality who's like, I think what I'm doing is fulfilling and great. <laughs> well, no, but it's I challenging. Think... I'll give you that. I talked to other people who write Very challenging. Who write it for reality TV. It's a challenging job, right? Because there's a certain structure that's in place that, and you got so much footage to, to go through, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, look, it's it's certainly a creative challenge, especially as an editor. I get handed a pile of footage mostly crap and they say another story yeah. and i go okay <laughs> and so i make the story that's there and then we manipulate it to the nth degree so that it is hyperbolic and uh interesting to watch 
you need the tropes, right? You need like the 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 villain, the hero, the the slutty, the the you know what I mean, like all these kind of characters. It, yeah. Indeed, yeah, all the archetypes need to interact, and and you know, and uh, that's what you get through casting. You know, you get all these different people who are who they are, and look, it's not lying; it's just a heavy manipulation. These people, if you're an asshole. You're an uber asshole on TV yeah. in reality. If you're a nice person, you're an uber nice person on on in reality. And That's if you're how a slut, it works. You're a, you're an uber slut, I guess, right? You're yeah. a fucking whore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say that? It's a podcast, right? Did I just lose yeah, yeah. the grandmothers out there? Yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> you lost all the people that didn't know it's right here, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, so I, you know, Jay and I have known each other. We're two middle-aged men and well, I'm opining my existence in life. And I thought, you know, I just need to make something that's my own. I'm so tired of being a cog in the wheel. You know, we're all cogs in the wheel making somebody else's project. And certainly we are a bunch of professionals and we can make something of our own and we have a go at it. And uh, it's been pretty successful. And so hopefully thought- we can actually, you know, get paid to do it. <laughs> He thought he thought, wow, Jay's a loser too. Maybe he won't. <laughs> I do want to, Michael. I do want to point out one thing because uh, I think that you, uh, if I'm not corrected, you worked on the first survive, Survivor, right? Oh, close. The second Survivor. I worked okay. in Australia. Oh, you did your homework. You went to the IMTV there. Yeah, oh, I, I, I I that, that was very difficult in, uh, research, but. But that was the beginning <laughs> of the structure of reality TV. You the, basically, you guys created Survivor, kind of created the structure of of what we see now, with like obviously all the dating shows, Bachelor, and stuff like that. But correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. there is some creative work involved in that show. Well, sure, certainly, I was much more. I was a much more of a technical guy at that time. I led the post department. Uh, I was a post producer, so I had some creative say, but. There was a, a massive structure in place with Mark Burnett and team, and they were sort of amazing. You know, you know, you have a whole challenge department that works on all of these things, and uh, uh, it's amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. The, the the first two years, we really sort of solidified the process. Yeah. My biggest thing was I I revamped post production. That was my my big deal, and I made that a show that could run quickly and smoothly. That was my job primarily then. That's pretty cool. And yeah. nice work. Yeah, nice work. We haven't, none of us have said that enough to you. You do, yeah, you do a great job. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's not I easy work. I mean, you know, yeah, you got to right. make a story oh. out of out of craziness. Oh, well, for, for sure. As yeah, it, reality, it's not, it's not an easy, it's not an easy job, an editor. I mean, I don't just, my li- my wife likes to say, could you just edit that? And I go okay. <laughs> she's, she's off at my producer, my 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 boss. So. I'll be out in five minutes with a story. No problem. Just hit the edit button, and I was like, ah, oh, babe, if only, if only <laughs> AI's coming around the corner. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's what the strikes oh. about, right? That's what they're they're all worried about, that right? So that's one of the things. Yeah, we're cool. away from AI taking taking our jobs, though. We're a while, maybe 10 years, 15 years. <laughs> no, but there's still creativity involved. You're just going to talk to the AI. Someone's going to talk to the AI about what to do, right? Well, you know who I have to worry about the AI is, is my assistant, like my assistant yeah. editors, because the assistant mm-hmm. editor's job over the 27 years I've been doing this basically has turned from you know a, a collaborative job to a technical job. 
-hmm. So they, they barely touch scenes. They're constantly uh, just doing lots of widget work and pressing buttons and making shit work. And that's going to eliminate their job. Chat GBT will certainly do that. Cause I'm just going to go make this, you know, I'll put this in color, correct this with, you know, uh, 709, you know, yeah. gradient, blah, blah, blah. And it'll go, whoop, okay. And then I'll just type in, make it more contrasty and it'll go bloop. Yeah. So, but it won't. Is it going to make that noise? It might. <laughs> I, I turn off all those noises though. They're annoying. <laughs> I am AI bloop. Okay. So let's talk about, okay. So first let's talk about the, the script. So you guys kind of started collaborating on the script. And so I'm assuming what you're trying to say to me, if I'm hearing you right, is that there's more to the story. You guys, this is like kind of almost a proof of concept in a sense where you kind of see this as a movie or a television show? It's a yeah. proof of concept at the moment for a pilot and or a feature. So, okay. so we have a bigger story that we think can be told. I actually think, you know, originally I called this a proof of concept for a pilot, but I think that this scene would actually start episode two in the way that I've, that we've been laying out the pilot. I feel like they get to a point where their way to this moment where they have to decide if they're going to to go down this road or not um and then the end of the pilot is them saying we're gonna do it and then the at beginning of episode two is them in the car it would be this scene essentially yeah. um so yeah we have a lot of we have the story we have the ideas we have it we can do it as a show. We have the the conc more concise story of a feature. Is the is and, it uh, is the script written? Like, is it was most of it written? The pilot. The pilot is is written. It's in a it's in a first draft form. Okay. Um, uh, I still have to give the draft to Brian, so he's probably mad at me about that. But uh, that's coming. Um, and the the basic idea of the feature is is i have it mapped out um we i don't have the feature written but i have the treatment of it basically gotcha we have we have episode ideas and scene ideas and and uh the the general projection of where the characters go and what what surrounds them and how they deal with the situation they've put themselves in mm -hmm. so it's all just it's all just there waiting Waiting for someone to be like, "Great, let's do this," and then yeah, check an yeah. offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. something there, and it's you guys ready. are you guys are both actors. So Jason and Brian, you guys are the two actors in the in the in the film. And you guys are fantastic. And like, is it was it a, like you guys got like a like your first shot of the film was like what almost like ninety seconds. It's like it's a pretty gutsy first shot like of, of the film. It's like you guys just basically you got a little bit of a camera movement, but it's really yeah. just you guys having a conversation <laughs> in the car, right? Yeah. yeah, well, actually, I, the original concept was to do it in one shot, which we did do. Several times. Uh, yeah, we yeah we actually have two good solid takes of it all the way through. It's an eight and a half minute, eight and a half page scene, Yeah. Uh, it's, which takes a little bit over that. I think it's like 8.45 or something if we do it all the way through. And Brian and I rehearsed it and rehearsed it and rehearsed it because I wanted to get it in one shot. And then my brilliant producer editor said, you know what you should do is you should also get some coverage. And I, yeah. as the director said, absolutely not. We will not be getting coverage. 
And then he said, but we have the DP and we have everybody, so we should do it. And I said, fine, but we're not going to use it. And then what did we do? We edited it together. And it's great. <laughs> but but the, that, uh, that one take, what, those, those two times they did it too were great. They were really great. great. It really was. Really like if we yeah. made that decision to do it, it would have been great. But yeah, it needed you know, to be like to get the to get the arcs to get the the the, the, the uh, to get to know the actors, the, the you guys, your characters too. You needed those those isolation shots, those close ups of the of you guys having a conversation because you're individuals, right? You needed those individual frames to tell the story. Yeah. I, 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 the reason I wanted to do it, and or the, that I think Brian and I talked about this in the beginning, that the reason we liked it in one take is because. Um, you know, there's this this idea when you get down to the reality of like, could someone who's never killed somebody before do it? And I thought it'd be really fun to just sit with these guys in this car, like as if we are in there with them, as if we're we're same scene. So cutting away sort of breaks that up, and it and it sort of. Um, it it takes it, one of the other things is Brian and I Brian and I have performed on stage together a lot and so I thought we were really good we had good energy together just in it, on stage so I thought a great way to do this is sort of like a play as if we're the audience is with us in the car and this happens happens in real time the practical effects happen and and there's no um, relief from the story there's no um, easy way out for the audience they're yeah. there they have to make the decision with us sort of and and yeah what is interesting is that when you cut in you do get a lot more nuance and you get a lot more of the, these other moments which i i end up I, I do love it i i do actually love it the way that it is yeah the the one take the reason that i ultimately didn't want to use it was because the ending just didn't have the impact that i wanted it to and that was you know, there's a few different reasons for that, but um, going in and playing around with Mike, we were able to really pull some of the best lines, some of the best performances. We could make the jokes work a little bit better, but the 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 single take works really well. Like I think we did a really good job, yeah, getting through it. Which I was being shocked, you know. Yeah. But even sure when you shown like the gun, like you got the shot of the like you got you did this you got the props, so you have like this needed to be kind of like showcased in the in the order to kind of evolve the story, I guess. We yeah, I mean I think it still works. Um I think it still works <laughs> as a wide. I do. I really do. I think it works it, in one. It totally did. It totally it, did. It 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 did. I I mean, look, I, perhaps we're on the same side here. I mean, there. I don't know. There's a side, but I think that we were able to really dial in the intensity of everything. I think yeah. that by by being able to cut, you know, cut to the individual shots, we were able to kind of maximize the 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 medium. Is really what I was yeah. going after. Is is the if we're there, the let's try it. The best way to describe it. It's a visual medium. It's a cinematic medium. It, it, it's a really well shot. Light, light, lit, lit, lit shot like your cinematographer did a fantastic job lighting amazing amazing yeah yeah clint clint, clint layla he's he's amazing he was so great yeah. and we, i've known him forever too i've known him for 27 years as well i think or we you know for as long for a long time probably as long as i guess i've known you for about that long brian yeah. yes that's right i was just gonna say yeah. the funny thing is is that i met michael 
years ago, like 20 something years ago through another friend that we have. Actually, his name is Russ, which right, is the right. character's name. And uh, and it wasn't until this this meeting but with, with uh, Jay and Michael that he said, yeah, it's Michael Duffy. And I was like, wait a second, who? And oh. all of a sudden, all these worlds started just like <clears throat> crashing in on each other. And then you realize, yes, Hollywood is a very small town again. Mm-hmm. And indeed, indeed. That's a funny thing. And I, I want to say about Clint as well, like uh, when Michael and I met with him, I had never met him before. He obviously Mike knew him, but um, he, he clicked really quickly. And uh, talking about Clint? Yeah, you you get a feel for somebody right off the bat, and I, I had a good feeling about him. But you still don't know until the day that you shoot. And I will say, you know, we shot, we started, I think, at four in the afternoon on a Saturday. We had to be done by midnight. That's what you talked about. And from the bringing in of the equipment to all the other parts, like my son <laughs> was a PA, and, a, and he helped the camera. He was like a third camera assistant or whatever. I feel like it all worked so well. None of us had all worked together before. And I feel like the linchpin of that was Clint because he was literally just sat. We said, this is what we want to do. He said, great, here we go. He put the light here. There was no tinkering. There was no nothing. He knew exactly what he, how to do what we wanted him to do. And every two time, two, yeah, it was two lights all together that we used the whole thing. And then a couple like on the pathway or whatever. And then yeah, even for, setting um, yeah. up the side shots, you know, as I joke all the time, we, you know, there'll be amazing shots in there. And I, and I joke like, you know, oh, I sketched that one out a couple months before we <laughs> shot it. But we didn't, you know, yeah. Clint just instinctively was like, well, I know we're going to get, you know, we're going to get overs over here and I'm going to sneak this shot in here. And he came up yeah. with some brilliant stuff. And, you know, it was, it was and like he shot through that glass. Hand. Yeah, that yeah. when he shot through the glass, I was like, that's not going to work. And he we puts it up on the screen. I'm like, oh, yeah. I kind of fucking well, love it. Yeah. Well, it was like we had a shorthand without even knowing we had a shorthand until we saw the footage. I'm like, it's like we, it's like we told them what to do with our minds. Yeah, yeah. So you were, you were okay. clear with what you wanted, and it's you know, true. to 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 your credit, Jason, the idea of doing this whole thing in one shot, uh, uh, like you were saying, is um, uh, when it comes down, we just see us the two of us sitting there for quite a while. That is what the one shot did for us. And it and it did the thing that you wanted was to bring the audience into the car and sit there with us for a moment before we started doing any editing whatsoever. And that's why, and I think that's why what you wanted actually worked, even with the editing. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it did, it did give us that time, that time in the car for sure. And I remember uh, when Mike and I were editing, I remember stretching that time out. I was like, no, 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 there needs to be more time, there needs to be more time in the car. Um, but yeah, you're right. And, and uh, you're right, I did an awesome thing, Brian, that's what I'm saying. And that's why and Jay's here. Jay's brilliant. No, what I, what big, because of no, Jay's what I, brilliance was why we're here. <laughs> what yeah. I mean, but is, at the is, same uh, time, you're still. This is part of what a director does: is that you you still did the shots. Like you could have just stuck to said, "No, I'm just doing my one shot. That's all I need to do." And blah blah blah. But you 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 gave in. You basically said that okay, let's do it just in case. And that's being smart because if you if you were a stubborn director, then it would be a completely different film, I guess, right? Well, what I learned on this film is that apparently other people have opinions. Yeah. 
I guess. And uh, you should maybe listen to them. Especially a proficient know, uh, editor, right? Who probably knows his stuff. Especially an editor. Yeah, people that know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, you should whatever. listen to them. Yeah. It's better to have wow. more footage than less footage, right? But more also, also you're... Yes, exactly. But also you should listen to your co-writer and co-star as well, who has, you know, we, we did this together and, uh, and, Thank uh, you, you know, no, it's meant I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, look, it wouldn't have happened without you, Brian. Yeah. But in, all, in all seriousness, Brian. it's like, uh, there's like the, the old saying, like never shoot to edit, right. And never direct to edit. Like basically always True. direct coverage. That's true. Right? Right, right. Don't have the no, movie knew, in your yeah. head. Have just shoot coverage because that's how you right. you're you're yeah. recreating the film in the editing room, right? So yeah, and with and and collaborating with Brian, um, I mean, we really knew we went over it so many times. Whether writing it, rewriting it, talking about it, reading it over, yeah. I mean, we knew that script backwards and forwards, and we do. Um, I knew that we would have good energy and chemistry on screen, and the thing that I wanted for the two of us was to for the crew not to have to worry about us and worried about you know we knew exactly uh what our intentions were what our where the jokes were i actually but i did bring in a one of the best things i feel like i did as a director was bring in two other people that helped me one was a i called her it's my cousin i called her the um, acting consultant and then our friend dusty i brought in as a comedy consultant so that while I was in the car and not looking at a monitor that he could come up to me and be like, okay, this, this isn't coming out as funny as you think that it is. So here, let's try this. And then my cousin would come out and say, okay, this is coming. This is not coming out. We're not getting the intention that you want from this line or this part. And, you know, so they almost, um, they not almost, they did help me direct the, um, because I wouldn't have been able to have that third eye, yeah, outside yeah. of it. So um, super useful because as we were filming, we were still writing it because of what the advice they were giving us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are lines in there, like there's a piano teacher line that gets the biggest laugh now, and that was Brian. You know, we had rehearsed this forever, and that was Brian coming up with that. As I think Dusty was talking about a different part, and as we were refining it, Brian came up with that line. And, you know, it all like sort of will work together. It was great. My favorite line. It's one of my favorite lines. Yeah, it's it gets the biggest laugh. It gets one of the biggest laugh. And so, I was like, oh, that's stupid. No, so, <laughs> and it's a throwaway. Also, I did brilliant because it's a throwaway. The candlestick it. situation. The candlestick I, thing is one of my favorite moments that. in the entire thing. And uh, that had a much bigger moment around it. And we were yeah. like, that the day of we were going back and forth on it back and forth and trying to like find the line and eventually we're like i don't think this is going to work and then we were just like how about we just show the candle all we have to do is just bring it up that's yeah, it throw it away know yeah. what's going on we don't need to say any more and it is one of the funniest it, every single time i see it i laugh so I was yeah, mention yeah, that when I because you guys brought up Barry before, but I kind of like when I was watching this film i was like it's almost like a comedic breaking bad and what I mean by that is that, is that yeah. like, is that like, there's this that masculine energy where like this character, like Breaking Bad, Walter White, he needs to, to do something like manly. You know what I mean? I'm, we're, we're, we're men talking. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like these two stay at home dads, I, I don't know if it's in your pilot thematically or not, but it's like, these guys got to do, they're staying at home, right? They, they like, it's, it's, it's like, it, 
it defies like what meant like I'm not I'm not saying this is what I believe in. I'm just saying it it's like it's in right. our in our ego, right? Defies what we're supposed to do as men. And so we need to go kill somebody to make us feel manly again. Like Walter White needs to like be a thief and a criminal so he can be get his his manliness back, I guess, right? Well, I mean, I think more to the point though. I think more to the point is what an otherwise pedestrian in existence uh, what happens to a otherwise pedestrian existence when your life is threatened and what you'll do to survive. And that's right. kind of the situation that both of these characters found him as well as Walter White, right? They, you know, he's sick, he's dying, he needs to leave money. You know, these two men are desperate. They have visions of food truck fame and they have no <laughs> money and they're stuck yeah. at home, you know, and they, you know, through a series of, you know, circumstances, that's how they end up being assassins. That's why they're, it's unwitting, but which you're not privy to, I suppose, in, in the film, but that's essentially what happens. It's a walk up to, Oh, now we're in a, in a fuck situation. What do we do now? Yeah. And not die. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a financial um, conundrum that they're both in. And there is a, um, yeah, a feeling of uh, irrelevancy in their lives. And I, I can relate to it. I am a stay-at-home dad, uh, and I have been for a while. And uh, early on when we had a kid, you know, my wife was making more money than me. I wasn't getting as many acting jobs, and we decided to do this, uh, to do it that way. And, of course, this is a very, I just want to, reiterate a very very heightened version of my sure, feelings of course, yeah. that, you know i love being a stay-at-home dad but and he almost killed one person almost almost <laughs> but, <laughs> but know, it was I an knew accident it was, <laughs> it was at the drive-through at burger king <laughs> <laughs> he didn't see the person crossing in front of him as he was eyes into his mouth it's completely different it was yeah, yeah. It was, it's a different scenario but um but yeah i i I do feel that that's why I think I connected really well with Breaking Bad. Um, I think it's one of the best shows on, on television. I think it is, um, there is this weird feeling and wherever it comes from, I don't know if it's, if it's inherently in the DNA of a man or just of people in general, but you get to a point where you're like, I'm doing this fine, but I'm not bringing anything else to the table. I'm not bringing any money to the family when we struggle, you know, financially and, and whatever it's it's you know so you you get to these heightened points of like well how, what lengths would i go to what kind of jobs could i do and then i think it's comedically when you heighten it to this point like well yeah. you know I'll, I'll 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 kill somebody okay. and then and then make some money that's that's fine i could do that no problem yeah but, and the comedy will be ultimately is how horribly wrong it all goes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Right. But it'll still be very dark and very charming all at the same time. Well, the yeah, thing I that I, guys, I, I, I was gonna say, I think you guys are onto something. I think this is like, that's why it related. It's like people relate to it. It's like, there's something, I think everybody could even females. Like, it's like a, we, we can all kind of identify with, like we need to have a purpose, I guess. Right. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like uh, in Breaking Bad, Walt has Jesse, but I do feel like they are, you know, two very distinct characters. I almost feel like Russell and Brent are almost the same person, you know, the same gotcha. idea they're, on, yeah, on equals, with two different guess, angles. Right? Yeah, there, yeah, there's there's more of a we're on the same playing field, and this yeah. is how I would do it, and this person, this is how I would do it. 
and that's where the sort of the conflict comes in and then and then how far they diverge is is where the story then would go after that yeah well fantastic it's like a great it's a really great proof of concept and it's really well nice production uh from like i said we talked to the dp we talked even the sound design is top notch sound was awesome oh my god sound design is amazing yes yeah wildwoods did an amazing job like yeah. uh, old friends as well old friend as well you can I just see there, there, there's a professional favor. touch to the film and like and that's what i wanted to bring up thematically there's something there of course it's a it's about comedy right like you're there but there's there's something else that's that's hovering which makes for the best comedies right like it's got to be about something it's it can't just be for laughs right so yeah yeah and and uh i'm a big fan of fish out of water comedies for lack of a better yeah me too yeah yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations, guys! I'm glad we're able to do this, and uh, love to see the love to see the project. I know you're, we're in the middle of a strike, and you know things are all up in the air and crazy, but uh, I think you guys got something. So let's uh, wish you guys the best with your film. Thanks Thank you lot. so much. Thanks for having us on here. Thanks for having us at the festival. Yeah, uh, it's been it's been great. We loved our feedback. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a great experience. We love our article. You yeah. guys treated us very Thank well. You. Thank, you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, One, two, three, four, five.